Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome inside the Celtics Life Podcast. It is lottery night, and the Seas are also on to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm Topher Lane, here with Mark Allison. Only two teams have ever taken the best record in their conference and come away with the number one pick. The last team to do it was the Lakers in the early 80s. Let's jump right into it. We'll start off with the lottery. Mark and I are both watching as it's going on right now on Tuesday night. We're going to have kind of our own reactions as we kind of find out the results during the course of it. Mark, how's it going right now? good man so it's uh yeah like we timed this perfectly like it just came on like right when we started this and i mean that's kind of what we tried to do but it's funny how it actually happened that way yeah so we're gonna have that that going on we're gonna have like our own reactions we're gonna try and kind of give some insight as to what it means depending on where we fall and where other teams fall uh as best we can obviously we have our own lens on the celtics but yeah i think we know basketball pretty well more or less yeah man man. kind of for sure (laughs) Well, so we'll kind of hit the, the storylines right now. Uh, Mike Grosbeck is going to be the guy sitting for the Celtics. It was Isaiah last year, but since obviously we've got some bigger stuff going on because we're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's go. It's great. It's all you could need. Yeah, pretty. I mean, that's pretty wild that we can walk away with the first pick and, uh, um, you know, that, you know, shot of LeBron that starts tomorrow. 25% chance to take home the number one pick based on the ping pong balls. Yeah, what's, what's the, the odds of us getting top four. 35, right? So, <laughs> Yeah, guaranteed top four. And I did two. I was playing around on ESPN's like lottery thing where it randomizes, and I did it four times, and all four times we got the fourth pick. And I was like, no, <laughs> stop that. That's, that's, I mean, that's, I've already, that's already sunk in in my head that that's what's going to happen because we always get screwed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if, but I if want... we get a top two, I would be shocked. But yeah, I mean, last year I think it went didn't didn't it go uh, clean straight through last year for the first time in a long time? Where the you, you know mean? they all got the picks that they were supposed to get. It was either last uh, year or the year before. I can't remember. That Philly was involved, of course. Um, yeah, because well, they've just been miserable for the last yeah. years or something. So um, another hopeful development is I'm hopeful that the Lakers get burned and if they lose their, if they drop out of the, is it the top three or the top yes, four? Yes, their pick, which is conditional to the Sixers, is top three protected. Three, that's what I, yeah. So if they draw four, literally they're just going to hand it to Philly mm-hmm. as it happens. And then Philadelphia's going to know that they got four and also a top three pick in addition to that, wherever, their fall, wherever theirs falls. So that's stupid. That's insane. <laughs> 
I do yeah, not I mean, that's, that. that's crazy. And it's not like I want Philly to get another pick either because they don't really deserve it in any way, shape, or form. But um, I guess I'd rather see them get it than the Lakers. On one hand, like you got was it Sam Hinkie who did all this stuff? Like the insanity yeah, of the process and, and stuff? And they, they canned him after all his hard work paid off. <laughs> I know. Now they <laughs> need to like bring him back because clearly his, like he did a good job. Yeah, they're, they're going to be a pretty tough team next year. I mean, if everybody stays healthy and that yet remains to be seen. But, yeah, because so. they have like two rookie of the year candidates in Joel Embiid, if you believe that it, like 32 games mm-hmm. is enough to yeah. say rookie of the year. And then Dario Saric, who was also pretty nasty. Right. Rookie of the Year uh, candidate, anyways. He was yeah. Next. Combined with Ben Simmons coming for his rookie year, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Jaleel Okafor. That's like a solid, young starting lineup. Yeah. Pretty, and they've got and, cash and to throw around. for. they get another guy here, too. Yeah. If, if they end up getting one of those picks, I mean, they're going to end up with a top, you know, five guy anyway, something like that, if, if the Lakers get uh, burned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's kind of jump quickly to the, the landscape of playoffs. Game 7 was Monday night. Uh, it was awesome. There's no other way to describe it, I feel like. It was just, it was heroic. Kelly Olynyk was yeah. a hero. I mean, what? who would have thought that we would, someday we would be referring to a Game 7 in the playoffs as the Kelly Olynyk game? Like, that, we, we will always remember that game as the Kelly Olenek game. What a stud. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that was just nuts. And, dude, in the, I swear, in the fourth, when he was, when he, you know, he just kept taking his basket, and he was, like, bewildered that, like, the ball was, like, going in, and he was, like, getting by people. Like, I mean, he's looking at the, he was looking over at the bench, like, shaking his head, like, what the hell? Sometimes it just happens. Sometimes you just, like, the ball just always rolls your way. And I mean, and it certainly helped happened. that the, the Wizards had nobody to defend him. I mean, Mahaney, um, Gortat, all those those guys were all awful. I mean, awful. And and I did the Green Envy this morning, and I'm reading the, the 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 game day threads and listening to those Wizards fans just trash all of their big guys. I mean, it started right when the game started too, so it was only fitting that Olenek, you know, put the dagger in them at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. What did he have, 14 in the fourth quarter? 14 in the fourth, 26 overall, and he shot like to 10 of 13 or something yeah, like that. like 6 of 7 in the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> it's like insane. I, 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 think, I think he hit every shot he took in the fourth, didn't he? I don't know, maybe, maybe it was 6 of 7. Just, yeah, no, maybe. I feel like he missed one that was like a wide-open layup, and it's like, of course, that's the one that you miss. Everything yeah. else is like relatively contested, or it's like a deep three. And then you finally get away, and you've got an easy layup, and you bank it off the off the rim. Yeah, no, they. Uh, I I don't know if I like. It's like Isaiah was bottled up pretty well. I felt like. I mean, he still had like a good Isaiah game. Twenty nine. Yeah, I mean, he, he came but, through at the end, though. He, I mean, they bottled him up real good. He wasn't shooting well in the first half, but he still ended up with twenty nine. And what? How many assists did he have yesterday? Like twelve, 12. something. He had double digits at least. Yep, twelve. Yep. Um. Yeah. I mean, and that guy's. You know. Incredible too. I, you know the way he came back and played in the second half was just totally overlooked though because Olenek obviously was the story mm-hmm. of the night. But but how about us, John Wall just falling off a cliff in the second half yesterday? Well, I mean, what was I, I was watching at a Buffalo Wild Wings, so I was like I was focused, but I wasn't as like immersed in the game as I normally am when I'm at home and I'm like really like analyzing everything. Was it just like really good defense, or was it that he just could not? I, he looked like he was out of gas. I mean, th- th- they. 
sure, they, they were throwing, you know, a lot of different stuff at him. But at the same time, it was, um, you know, he, he was just settling for deep jumpers. He's not he's not a great outside shooter. I mean, he can get hot, but... Um, he was in the first round. Right. I, did well, preview of, yeah. I did the preview of the series, and he was shooting like 50-something percent from outside against yeah. the Hawks. I did a comparison today for for uh, on the on the blog and and this series versus his Atlanta series. I mean, his Atlanta series, he looked like an MVP candidate. And in this series, although he was still scoring, I mean, he's scoring like twenty five a game, still averaging probably close to ten assists. And um, but his percentages were like through like he was shooting thirty eight percent and twenty eight percent from three this whole series. So a, a lot of that was volume stuff. I mean, he was taking more shots than he took in the first round he was shooting 20 taking 20 attempts a game versus 23 in this series and he was shooting much less effective well Um, scott brooks was going straight at isaiah you know his his it seemed like his offensive scheme was to just whoever isaiah was defending was who he was going to give the ball to Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure if i mean obviously the wizards have elite scorers in their backcourt in auto porter john wall bradley beal all of them should be able to outplay Isaiah Thomas as a defender. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if they were outside their element, like Otto Porter was told to post him up or something. And that worked more or less, but at the same time, it just seemed to like throw a wrench into their offense. Yeah, I mean, uh, when they were at their best, they, were, they, they took advantage of Isaiah a ton. But when they were at their best, it was when they were running, you know, running yeah. in transition and playing exactly. that game. And- Forcing turnovers. Yeah, and maybe maybe you're right. Maybe they focused a little too much on the mismatch instead of um, you know the attacking the way that they're supposed to. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Bradley Beal did have a good a good game seven. Yeah, I mean, he had he was, terrific especially series. in the fourth quarter. Bradley Beal was like seriously keeping the Wizards in it. Right. He had he had 38. I think he had 12 in the fourth too. Yeah. I mean, that's you know he was keeping them alive. I mean, they ended up losing by 10, but. Um, yeah, he uh, definitely he was he was the guy. And someone had posted a funny um, meme of um, oh, I, I can't even remember what movie it's from, but the, with the, uh, the the locker scene, and uh, he slams a locker, and it was like uh, you know he's staring at him. It was it was someone put Bradley Beal's face on uh, the one guy <laughs> staring at the other guy, like where were you, bro? And then John Wall top three and pick a guy like Markel. Yeah, it was. So, I honestly like I. Yeah, like I said, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings, so I was watching on there. And I was really excited because there were a couple Boston fans there, too. I couldn't see them. They were, like, on the other side of, like, one of those weird walls that have TVs on them. But I just heard them cheering every time Kelly did something. And so I was, like, kind of, like, bonding with those guys from across a wall. It was a great time. (laughs) And uh, I just, yeah, I was so excited about the offense and, like, doing our drinking game, which ended up being really expensive because Smart was doing well. It was a big night. flexed. It was a big night for our drinking game. We got a Jaeger bomb in there, a Jaeger bomb, Jaeger bomb, and uh, uh, a few smart shots. It yep. was, it was, it was electric. And the alley oop, the alley, yeah, Al Horford, Admiral Nelson, yeah. Yep. I, I was, was getting some weird looks from our waitress. Hell of a I was night. Ordering all these, these strange. It's like, can I get a Jaeger bomb? She's like, what? Like Jaeger bomb, Jaeger bomb. You guys have Admiral Nelson? <laughs> I did ask her that, and she was not pleased. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's not, not cheap to get that at a bar, let me tell you. Oh, no, um, no. But, yeah, so other kind of stuff going on. Golden State is up one nothing. They're going to play game two uh, tonight. It's Tuesday night. 
And uh, they won game one after Zaza Pachulia closed out on Kawhi and took him down. People thought it was dirty. Greg Popovich seemingly thought it was pretty dirty. Uh, Kawhi claims that he didn't think it was it was anything out of the ordinary. But what were your thoughts on on that? I mean, it it didn't look that bad. I, I understand, you know, Pachulia is kind of known for, you know, some discretions like that. So it looks bad. I, I, it's hard to judge. You know, I mean, this happened with Horford a couple weeks ago, and everybody was, you know, up, up in arms about that. I mean, I, I, I feel like when you're closing out on guys like that, that's going to happen from time to time. Um, I don't know. It, it's it, it was. I guess I guess if there's a way, I, I, Popovich was talking about it, like saying how uh, even if there's no intent, you know, have you ever heard of manslaughter and, and and whatnot, and and that makes a little bit of sense, but at the same time, it's uh, I don't know how do you how do you punish for that? I mean, I guess you could give someone a uh, a flagrant one for doing something like that, and maybe that would keep it on people's minds that that's not, um, you know, you don't want that to happen. Well, if it was intentional. My guess is the NBA would suspend him if, like, they could prove there was intent. Right, and they could, I don't think there's any way of doing, but right. Still, well, there's I I, I don't know because back when uh, Bruce Bowen was around, he he did it intentionally often enough, and it looked pretty damn intentional when he did it. I, I just didn't think that Pachulia's looked all that menacing, you know. Yeah, no, I, I kind of agree, but they everyone was harping back to his resume, you know. That he uh, with Dallas, that he was always pretty dirty against against the Spurs, and I'm not sure if it's just like in-state bad blood or what it was, because I don't I don't think anybody really cared about him when he was with, you know, Milwaukee. I don't think anybody was was criticizing how he played when he was a Buck, but apparently with the uh, maybe it's Rick Carlisle like brings out the the dirty player in people. I don't know what it is, but well, he's not really. Right. When when he was with Atlanta, he had a lot of issues with this too. Remember battling them in the playoffs back in the day with Garnett, and they used to get into it quite a bit. Man, um, that was a young Zaza. Yeah, I mean, so right, and so that was a while ago. But he, you know, he got in his fair share of scuffles back then. So yeah, I just that's what Greg Popovich kept going back to. He's like, well, if you remember, he broke Kawhi's arm, and you know, he he took an elbow to his now teammate uh, David West, and like all this stuff happened. Right. So clearly, this was intentional because he's been intentional about all these other things. So he went off. Greg yeah, Popovich, I mean, he, he was pissed. Pretty, uh, pretty amped up. Yeah, but so it was. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say that it was dirty, but the Spurs were up twenty-five in the third quarter. Kawhi goes down, they lose the game. So I think that also contributes to it. If they had won, I don't think people would have cared as much. I mean, obviously, Kawhi going down really, really hurts the team, but. I don't think people would have been nearly as, as skeptical about about the play had the Spurs won. Right, right, exactly. Well, I mean, maybe if Kawhi does end up missing a couple games, people would still be pretty pissed. But yeah, I, I, I agree. It wouldn't have been as big of a deal. Yeah, it's it's tough to say, but it was. Um, they play game two tonight, Tuesday night. Uh, listeners probably will have already seen the result of that, so. No, don't don't spoil. I don't know what to say. Don't spoil it for us. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, well <laughs> it's not our series. We don't. We're a Celtics blog, so it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference to us. But yeah, it's a good series. That's who we're gonna play in the championship. 
You know, after we dispatch the Cavs in five. Yeah, we're gonna get the Spurs, not not the not the the Warriors. We're, we want the Spurs to win. Spurs. Although I, thought, although I don't know if I like that matchup, but Spurs I in certainly five. don't like the Warriors. Celtics in five. What's the? Yeah. <laughs> what's your? I guess. I guess. I guess what's your uh, breakdown of the series? What do you think yeah, is gonna happen? Cavs series. You both. both. Uh, well, I, I if if the Spurs don't have Kawhi, I I just don't see. I, they were talking about maybe he could be back for Game Three. Um, if he's back, even if he's not a hundred percent, I don't know. I I if they won more than one game, I'd be shocked. Um, if if he was healthy, I think they could have made an interesting series. But the um, not so sure. If if he can't go, then I I don't think so. But do you think uh, they take one the Spurs? I think they could take well without Kawhi. I don't think they could take a game. If they have Kawhi and he's somewhere near them, you know, I think they can get a game. But if he's fully healthy, you know, maybe they can win a couple of games. But I, I don't see them competing without him. What do you think? I, you know, they did well against Houston. I mean, I know that Game Six was a Game Six that James Harden just completely disappeared, and or was did they go to seven, six or seven? Um. Pretty sure it was six, but yeah, it was. They they played without Kawhi for games five and game six, or the last the last two games of the series, and they played well and they closed out the series without Kawhi. So I obviously, obviously the the Rockets are a different beast than right. than the Warriors, and the Warriors are a better team in like almost every capacity. But it's I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they're able to squeeze one without Kawhi tonight. Um, but it's it's tough to say. It's it's obviously hard to predict. And so, so how about they're walking? They're coming in. Are you are you watching this right now? With like they, the numbers they just and came stuff. In with with like the um the the pile of of whatever it was. I, the, now they already have it decided, right? They're just in envelopes, right? That's what they just came out with, right? Yeah, everything's already been done in the back. So like, there's a handful of people who know what happened. Like, I'm pretty sure last year they have everyone like lock their phones in a safe. Who's That's in right. the back That's room? Right. Because they all have seen the results, but they want to make tons of money from us watching it and stuff. So like nobody's allowed to say anything. So all their stuff is locked away. Oh, so all the people that are on that panel have already seen the results. Yeah. Like the 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 uh, the what's it called? Representatives. Oh no, I don't know if the representatives. Have. Oh, oh, I was gonna say because that, that was just totally the people bad. in the back. Yeah, yeah. no, the people, Magic the representatives here as it as it happens, but. Yeah, people Magic in the back, Johnson would never be able to consider. Yeah, Magic Johnson would already be flipping out. Yeah, he, he would, one, one way or the other, you'd already know. I mean, there's no way that guy can control <laughs> excitement. He'd have a smile from ear to ear. Yeah, but yeah, so, so a, uh, the people in the back, they showed him like with like the little roller thing that has a little ping pong balls. It looks like a lottery kind of deal. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense because it is the NBA lottery. But it looks like Powerball kind of deal. Yeah, so the numbers come out, and I, I didn't realize this is how it worked, but the numbers come out, and it's a combination that your you know that gives your team – so they pull out however many balls it is, eight balls, whatever it is, and then whatever combination of numbers that comes out, that decides who the winner is. Yes. And there's so many different combinations that put this team at this percentage and this at this percentage. So pretty wild. I, I, I didn't sure realize that. it was like that until I read an article about it today. It still really confuses me because I don't understand how – because you get like more ping pong balls if you have a worse record, right? Because you have a better chance of the number one pick. 
Is that, am I completely? Well, well no, see, that, that's what I thought that it was. But from what I understand, they, they, they have these, these balls in there and they're not, the balls are not necessarily tied to any team, the ones that are in there. What they do is um, these, they pull out numbers, right? Just like they're pulling out the lottery, right? Sure. And then the order of the numbers, it makes, you know, whatever. That's the combination that they go by. And there's, it's mathematically set up so that the different combinations of numbers are favor certain teams. And that's, that's how it works. That's what I, at least that's what I understood. And I could be wrong. So if any, if anybody is listening to this and I'm an idiot and don't know what I'm talking about, you can get at us at hashtag Celtics Life Pod. Yeah. And, uh, and tell us about it. But I, uh, that's what I understood when I read it today because I always thought different teams had different numbers of balls in there because the, that's the way we always talk about it the number of ping pong balls. But I don't think it's actually, that's actually correct. Well, now, now I'm trying to figure it out because it's it's some kind of mathematical equation that the combination of numbers that come out sets the order. I don't know. That's that's what I read. So, yeah. So you get 250 combinations mm-hmm. that will give you the number one pick. Does it go reverse? So do they start with the number one pick? And well, then, no, no, no. So uh, what happens is the combination that comes out, right? They read that. That doesn't set the picks. That sets the entire order. Oh. The more I talk about this, the more I sound like I'm wrong. But I, <laughs> that is the, that's what I understood earlier today. Oh, and here they are at the podium. Okay. Mark Tatum, show us how it's done. He nowhere. Oh, what are they, they're going to go down to four, right? And uh, I have, yeah, yeah. I yes, have. It's only that this is where, so we're going with the top four here. So we could get screwed and be the fourth pick here and not and go into this Nuggets at thirteen. So I'm a little bit ahead of you with my stream. Oh, are you? Okay, that's fine. You can tell <laughs> me at the time. But so essentially, we, we will find out. Um. Yeah, because then we they go. Really to, got burned, and we end up with that fourth pick here. They go to the commercial break. Well, mm-hmm. you know, you know, if LA is the one who's really sweating right now. Right. They, they go to the commercial oh, break, so and then I, they bring the three teams together, like the three reps together, to all stand around the podium. Mm-hmm. All right. So nothing crazy out of the ordinary now. Knicks got eight. They had like a five percent chance to get. Oh, while wow, you're way ahead of me, I'm still on ten. I know. It's weird. Normally, I'm the one behind. And Joel Embiid loves it. I don't know why. He's just really, he's just pumped. He looks like he might be drunk, maybe. <laughs> Timberwolves with seven. Well, Frazier, he already picked on your screen. <laughs> so none of these guys have moved up, right? I don't think so. Does Sacramento oh, have two picks? It said Sacramento moved into the top three. So that's bad news for us. So they keep their pick if it's the top 10? Okay. I'm almost... I'm, yeah, I think Sacramento, Sacramento does have two picks. They've got five and 10. Sacramento had two picks because of the Cousins trade, no? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, that's true, because they, they traded... Yeah, with yeah. I just... I really don't want the fourth pick. Yeah. All right, fourth pick. Here you go. Please, not us. Do you want me to wait until you get there so you can react? No, you can tell me. It's us, isn't it? I don't know. He's about to draw it. It's the Phoenix Suns. 
So the Lakers hold on to their pick for sure. And we're guaranteed top three. And Magic Johnson is so pumped. I Oh, Joel Embiid. Not yeah, there you go. Happy. He's just nodding, right? He's <laughs> not very happy. They okay. didn't need another first-round pick anyways. Do I need to, like, pause this and wait till... Because I feel like we need to watch this together as, like, a joint that... We got a commercial break for a while, but... Let's see. Well, I'm going to refresh it and see. <laughs> okay. maybe, I'll, maybe I'll catch up if I refresh it. Yeah, Magic is pumped. I mean, he's just doing the dance now, so I'm way behind you. I'm, like, going into my commercial break. For our listeners, <laughs> in case you're enjoying our, like, our weird viewing experience, uh, we're both pretty nervous, or at least I am, because I, I just don't want to... I mean, I'm glad we're not four, you know? Because at least we've got... Well, wait, okay, so who are your top four picks? This is actually my... I'm really interested in this. All right, so I'm... Fultz, by far, first pick. No, there's no question. Um... I suppose Lonzo Ball would be my second pick, although in that situation I would trade the pick. Um, if if we got two, I, my third pick. So which which would be? I mean, I, I would take Tatum at three. Okay. I. Uh, that's fair. I I want Markel Fultz. I no, do. Me too. And if we get the first pick, that's my first choice, and I would like to keep him because I think. That having him, that would mean that we'd have him and Jalen locked up for three, four years apiece, right? At uh, what, five million four. a year, I think. A top, top. I'm not sure exactly what the, the numbers are. I know Jalen makes the number one pick is about a six point two a year. Okay, so Jalen makes about four and a half right now, which will be five in a year or two. Um, but having those two guys for like around ten million for the next three to four years, then you have. Horford, you can sign Isaiah to a big contract and still have room to, to add another guy and still build around that. And then you're setting yourself up for the present and the future. See, so, I, was like talking you- to, I was talking to my buddy about this, who's a huge NBA guy. And we were talking about whether you keep Isaiah Thomas. Obviously, I love Isaiah so much, but I don't want to sign him to a max deal for four years when he's on the wrong side of 30. He can't keep this up for for six more years. But it he's won't, not going to so, be a max how many, years. Does it have to be that? Can it be a four-year deal? Like, we yeah. signed Horford for four years. Yeah, no, we can... I Because we don't have bird rights, so we can offer him four max, I believe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's got at least one more year on his contract, right? Is his contract up 20? Right, yes, his contract's up the end of next year. So, five years. Next year, he'll be... Another great player. Uh, and how old? Isaiah's what? 20? 28? 29? 28, 29. Yo, I'm back. Are you back? I'm back. And our Deputy Commissioner, Mark Tatum, with the final order. Thanks again, Mark. The third pick in this year's draft goes to the Philadelphia 76ers. The second pick will be made by the Los Angeles Lakers, and that means that I'm the so number confused. one pick is this the, is this what just happened? Did we just get what? Did we just get the first the pick? Did we just get the first pick? Holy yeah. shit! I don't believe it. Let's go, like, yo. 
Uh, that's that's I, I I don't believe it. Look at Wick. He kissed the ring. Oh my god. I love it. Alright, so Markel, you think Markel, no doubt? I, I see I think Markel is such a talent that this locks them in to keeping the pick. Oh you know? I'm so excited. That is I, I don't I don't think they can trade that pick. Yo, no, I mean, well, I mean, they could. They really well, no, don't get me wrong, they could. But I mean, really, are you going to trade that pick for what? For for Paul George for one year? Jimmy this, Butler? Oh. I don't, I don't think you do. Okay, so this changes so much stuff. Right. Yeah, I would, I would love to hold on to this pick. But now Ainge has all the leverage that some teams weren't confident about on on that at the draft or the trade deadline. Yeah. No? Right. Yeah. Exactly. All right, so now they're doing, like, the breakdown thing. Yeah, they're, they're talking to Wick right now on, on my screen. All right, you're a little bit fine. <laughs> Again, I'm behind you. Yeah, the first um, time ever. <laughs> oh, it's so exciting. Yeah, so, um, but like I was saying, now if they keep that pick, if they, they take Fultz, they keep the pick, I mean, they can set themselves up. I, I think now with that, that opens up probably more likely that that some they package players instead of um the draft pick i, I don't so, think there's they're, they're showing lonzo ball in Celtics jersey here and i don't think there's any chance of that happening no i, I think Ainge is happily i i think the only concept of lonzo ball in the celtics was if we fell to two and it wasn't the lakers at one if if we didn't get the first pick, I was really hoping that we would take Lonzo Ball with the second pick and then trade him somewhere he really doesn't want to go, like Indiana <laughs> or Chicago or something. Like just you know, because you know he wants to go to LA and then he's I'd going prefer, to end up in LA. So I'd how about the like Bulls? Orlando or Phoenix or some like obscure place that's not really that cool? Right, like it would be so that would have been great. But at how about this Fultz? Ball, that's the Celtics rivalry for like the next fifteen years. Yeah. That's pretty wild. If these guys both end up becoming like the superstars that everyone thinks they will. So Lakers cool. got second. Yeah, so it's probably gonna be Celtics yeah, Markel. Bolts ball. I just I can't see Ainge trading that pick for um I you know, for, know Okay. I agree. And I'm gonna go back to that argument that I was making. Isaiah I love him. I think he's phenomenal. But I don't think that what he's doing now is sustainable long term. So we get Markel Fultz, who we have longer for cheaper, and trade Isaiah, sell high on Isaiah. Mm. I know. I don't love it. I don't love it. But you know what? Hot takes, man. You gotta, you gotta. No, no, no. I'll take the hot take. So Isaiah could be part of that package because you have. You know, you got to give time to people. We've got so much depth. You you start Terry or Marcus at the yeah, uh, see, at the one because we have that depth. We got this, this the place for to to replace Isaiah and then kind of groom Markel Fultz. He's not going to learn a ton from Isaiah. He will, but he like he's not. I, I think he's elite as a scorer. I don't know if he's like a teacher, like a Kobe Bryant style teacher. In part because he just plays his own game. It's such a unique game. See, my thing is, I think that those guys can play against each other. Uh, I mean, I play, I'm sorry, alongside each other. Fultz is long enough to play the two. He could essentially be your point guard, bring the ball up, and yet, because we know how well Isaiah plays off the ball. He, he's, he's pretty great and off the ball. So 
you'd have you could have two guys that can bring the ball up. I mean, Fultz could be the the primary ball handler, but yet when it's on defense, Isaiah can guard the one, Fultz can guard the two. Uh, I think that if they take Fultz, that's that likely spells the end for Avery Bradley and either Smart or probably more likely, I don't know, or Rogier. I mean, they can't keep them them all. They can't have four point guards. Well, that's that's why I say it because none of them are commanding a max deal with the exception of Isaiah. And... Right, but Smart's he's going to get a pretty big contract next year, and so so is Avery. So. I don't know. I just I don't think the way that Isaiah has played, he's done it in the now he did it all season and now again in the postseason. Um, I, I find it hard to believe that they'll part with him. I just don't think that we can afford him, you know. And I, I'm not sure. I feel like Ainge loves what he's done and and has he's revitalized this franchise in every capacity of of the word. I mean, he's he's done wonders for this team. It's such an amazing fit. But again, he's—I just don't think that he can keep this up for the length of a max deal, and I don't think that we can offer him anything less than a max deal because of just what he's done, the legacies that he's created for himself. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Under a rookie deal for that for that length of time, because I believe we have a team option for his fifth year, or are they restricted for their fifth year? So you can offer them a. Uh, so um, it's a restricted, right? Uh, so yeah, they get a qualifying yeah, offer, qualifying like, offer then, yeah. right? Like like Jalen's is. I looked at this earlier. Is eight and a half for his fifth year. So we get him for four, and then there's an eight and a half qualifying offer for the fifth. Yeah, year. but then other and teams other can teams. also bid on him. We can match it, right? So yeah, and then you would hope that he's good enough that that's not going to be. <laughs> you know, you don't you don't you don't want him to be taking that qualifying offer because you want him to be much better than that. Yeah, exactly. So. Jalen, yeah, so we have Jalen for three more years at least. Mm-hmm. And then Markel for four, guaranteed. Or whoever we draft, I guess. Right. Not obviously set in stone, but Markel for four. Isaiah, we sign him for, we, we have him for five if you include a max deal. If his contract does expire next year, we sign, an, we sign him to an extension this summer. And... I mean, I'm going to look up his age, but he's going to be young 30s. And he hasn't been injury-prone so much this season, but when does that start to become a thing? When he just gets banged around? I mean, he's like a, a pinball in the paint well, so when he's, he's just trying to, trying to drive. So, I mean, 32, if, 33? He'd be 32, 33? I don't think that's the worst. Um, but for a guy who plays the style that Isaiah does. No, and that's that's where your, that's where your case comes into play for sure but i just think that um if if they, let's say they let's say they bring in they they sign let's say they can sign a gordon hayward in this offseason right this is my best case scenario you, if you can sign a hayward you have isaiah hayward horford so now you have your 1a 1b scores um and then you've got your your guy your post presence that you know it's kind of a dynamic guy down there. um you've got jalen and Fultz for the next three to four years apiece. Now their contracts will be, um, you know, reasonable until then. And then Horford will be coming off the books around that time, right? And, yeah. You know, three more years on his deal after this. Um, so then, then Gershon and Zizich. Yeah, and you have those guys, but we're going to have them for a couple of years at, at, at quality prices. I just feel like they're going to, the, the, 
if they draft Fultz and they can find a way to sign somebody else, it's the best way to put the chips in now and compete at like the highest level and yet still not sacrifice like the next 10 years. I mean, you're right, but I again, I just think that Ainge, I feel like, is always a step ahead, or at least he has been, mm-hmm. of really every other GM. And I'm wondering when he's going to acknowledge that Isaiah is not the point guard of the future for this team by Fultz's second season. So you, you think... Wait, wait, say that again? So what do you mean? I think that Isaiah is phenomenal in that we don't have like a, a leading point guard, but Markel Fultz, if if he is what everyone is, is hyping him up to be, and he's able to turn into what we dream that he will be, and obviously no first-round pick, no number one pick is ever going to be perfect. I mean, you look at Anthony Bennett was the last one who ended up failing. You obviously have Greg Oden, and... You know, if he can live up to the hype, if he can be, who was the last great point guard to be drafted first overall? Um, Kyrie. Sure, Kyrie Irving. If he can play the level of Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I don't. I, think, I don't. Or Kyrie Irving came first. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't think the. I think it was Wall Isaiah was earlier. So. I don't. I don't think Isaiah starts behind or in front of Markel Fultz if he's playing at that level. No, but I think they can play alongside each other. That's what, that's, that's, I think that they can definitely, I think that they can coexist and, and both start. My concern is with the issues with defense, which Isaiah, he just can't, he just doesn't have the size to defend. I mean, he's, I mean, that's always going to be an issue. And that's always going to be an issue. And, And, Brad Stevens wants to have a team that can defend. That's that's his. Yeah, I think he wants guys to play both ends of the floor. Exactly, sure. and Isaiah can't do that. And in my opinion, long term, and I'm not talking next year. I'm talking two, three, four years down the road. Long term, Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart would be a better investment for cheaper than Isaiah Thomas and a max deal that you lock him down till he's 33, or a guy who could be so injury prone because of the fact that he is a pinball in the paint and then he bounces off of guys and is on the ground almost every other time that he's that he's driving you know i mean he he was he was banged up after this series like there's there's a post that that somebody's working on for celtics life about just the nagging injuries that he's got going on and he's able to sustain them now because he's 28 Mm -hmm. even two years from now isaiah thomas could be a guy who can't play through those injuries i mean we saw Avery Bradley going down for, you know, a month and a half at a time. Al Horford going down with a concussion for eight games. If we lose Isaiah Thomas for extended periods of time, where would this team be? Right, but I but I think that if you add some other pieces, I think that, you know, you'll be able to at least soften that blow anyways for, for, for those stretches. I mean, I, but I, I agree. I think the biggest – I think the biggest issue – the defense is obviously always going to be an issue, but I think the biggest issue in terms of signing to a long-term deal is thinking whether or not you think he can continue to take that kind of punishment that he takes and he still be at the level that he's at now in three years. But if I told you that he was going to stay healthy and in three or four years or whatever, what do we say, four more years after this one, um, he is going to be still playing at or very close to this level that he's playing right now, would you sign him? Yes, if he's playing to the level that he is now. I just, again, don't know if it's 
if it's sustainable. You yeah, know? no, and I and I get I get the I get that, but at the same time, I as much as I wanted Fultz, and I'm I'm excited that we got him, and I'm still always I like guys that can play, have already proved it, and can you know, which is why I I wanted to trade the pick unless we got Fultz because I you know from. From the what, from what I've seen him play, and from what the experts say, is that I mean this kid is the real deal, and that's why I'm I want to keep the pick. But otherwise, I'm always about trading for picks or prospects for for guys that have already proven it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, other end of this, do you think that there's any chance that Ainge deals the number one pick? Deals the Fultz pick? Yeah, sure. I I think it's a possibility. Sure, I but I would say like. Not likely at all. I, 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 I just, just based on the way all the, uh, you know, the so-called experts rave about him. I mean, he's this kid is a legit. I mean, he's going to be a scoring machine in the NBA, and he's, you know, he's got pretty good size, and he can do. I mean, he's a good point guard. He's a okay defender. You know, he needs a little work there, but he's got the size that I mean, he can make up for some of that. I, I think. It's tough to pass on that. I have had some skepticism, and I, I made this clear with Justin in previous podcasts, that I don't – I'm not optimistic about Fultz, only in the sense that with Washington, he wasn't able to, even able to win double-digit games in really not that tough of a conference. Mm-hmm. And I just – that that gave me a little bit of reluctance because I mean the Pac-12 is not not your top tier basketball right. conference and and I compared him to Kemba Walker in the sense that the Big East was a very good conference and Kemba Walker lifted his teammates to not only win the Big East but also win the title and that was with probably an equally talented team. Oh, what, what do you mean equally talented to the Washington team? I would say no. That, that you, the Kemba Walker's UConn team? The freshman year Kemba Walker team? Oh, I don't know. Well, that, so I don't think that Washington team was very good. He had Shabazz Napier, a freshman. Mm-hmm. And You're talking Kemba Walker. Yeah, Kemba Walker team. Freshman Shabazz Napier, who ended up winning a title his, his senior mm-hmm. year. He had... Who else did he have on that team? There wasn't like anybody... I think he had Shabazz Muhammad also. Or am I mistaken on that? Um, I'm not sure if Justin was here, he would tell you, but True, yeah, yeah, are you cut yeah. Down, yeah. But, um, but with the Washington team, I mean, who did Fultz have with him? I mean, I know those other guys are NBA guys. Jeremy Lamb was, was with, uh, Kemba Walker. I'm looking up that lineup now, oh, but yeah. otherwise there's literally no one else on that roster who's recognizable as far as players in my opinion i, th- I think kev walker is a, is a fair comparison maybe that's yeah perhaps I, I just i don't think that washington team was good at all but i don't know i'm not as big of a college guy as i am nba so i don't want to you know go too far on a limb there but the um yeah i mean I, I don't really put as much stock into into what what they the, the amount of games they win i mean i think some of these guys you know, you you got to look at just the, the raw talent. Yeah, and and that's where I'm playing slight devil's advocate, um, because this will be, I think, the third year ever that a player was drafted from like the U.S. who had played in college who didn't make the NCAA's. 
last year being the second, and it was uh, Ben Simmons from LSU. And the book is still out on him, obviously. Yeah, and so there's there's no way of indicating that. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I, it, it hasn't been proven that these guys are, you know, that it, that it indicates anything, but that's a slight concern for me that he that he can't make his teammates better. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, I I would prefer guys, obviously, to have had like you know championship caliber experience in college, whether or not they won the NCAA title. But if they're competing at the highest level in the tournament, obviously, that's a plus for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to hit on as far as the draft goes? I mean, no. I'm stoked. I I we wanted the first pick. I mean, the only thing that went wrong was uh, somehow the Lakers ended up with, with ball with that second pick, but you know what? It might make for a great rivalry over the next decade and a half. So I would love maybe it's for the best. If magic Johnson passed on Lonzo ball, that would make me so happy. You know, that would be that, that would be the ultimate. That would have been better than, than us trading him to get buried in Minnesota or something like that. Like <laughs> that, that would have been, that would be the greatest and have a live cam on LeVar Ball and just watch him. Oh, 100%. That would be remarkable. But unfortunately, (laughs) we know that's not going to happen. Well, I mean, they've got D'Angelo Williams or what D'Angelo Russell. They've got a slightly decent point guard. Russell's a solid, solid player, and he's been he's been proven that he's been doing pretty well. I, I mean, not saying they shouldn't pick Lonzo Ball, but they, I would just be really happy if they decided not to. Well, maybe. And how about this? If Ainge does trade the pick, which I think is likely, but if he does, maybe the team that he trades it to selects Lonzo Ball. True. And then, <laughs> then I, not not that that's a bad thing for the Lakers necessarily, but it'd be a, you know a downer for the Ball family. Oh, how about trading down? Like with the Suns, trade one for four. Uh, you know, Justin was talking about this. I think um, you know, trading trading back, taking like Tatum or Jackson or or anybody, you know, um, and getting another pick out of it too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know, I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the worst idea. But at the same time, I I would you know, I I I would prefer Colts. Yeah. No, I I agree. I mean, unless you get something really cool out of the trade, so like. If I, I don't know who the Suns would be, because I know the Suns are really at the Lonzo Ball, and the Suns well, really want Lonzo Devin Ball. Booker. Devin Booker for straight Devin. up one for three or one for four. Yeah, Devin Booker still draft like Josh Jackson or something. Yeah, I don't know. Not, not gonna happen. We'll but. we'll talk about it. And Justin, I'm sure we'll have ton oh, yeah. of these like posts over the next <laughs> next couple of weeks. Uh, because we're like what a month and a half from draft night. Yeah, it's uh, it's Usually July, like end right? of June. Yeah. Oh, it's in June. Usually, it's the end of June. Yeah, you you're probably right. It's usually a week after the finals ends, right? Yeah, and also this this playoffs has been really strangely late for like everything going on. Yeah, it's right. June twenty second. Is that right? Yeah. Sounds right. Cool. So yeah, we'll look forward to it. A little bit less than a month, or a little bit more than a month. But yeah, um, quick preview of the Cavs series. Cavs have been off nine days. Longest that's, break in LeBron's life. That's nuts. With the exception of like summer off season. Right. <laughs> but no, it's yet yeah, nine days off. Do you think that affects the Cavs coming into the series? I, honestly, I think I think the that the best thing that could happen is we jump out to a hot start and, and actually win game one because they're, you know, that off. I mean, it, 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 it's 
it certainly opens up the possibility of that. I mean, everybody acts like, sure, this Cleveland team has played great in the playoffs, but let's not forget that the first month and a half before that, they lost like 14 of their last 24 games. And yep. you say what you want about flipping the switch and whatnot, but there were times when they were struggling this year and they had their guys. That was, you know, part of that was love was out. But even after he came back, they didn't look quite right. I mean, don't get me wrong. They look like they're firing on all cylinders right now, but week and a half off. I mean, that's, you know, it's a long time. I tweeted ahead of the playoffs starting. The Celtics and the Raptors were the only team to have a winning record on the road of playoff teams in the East. We have yeah. home court for this series. Mm-hmm. We took the one seed. The Cavs, that closing stretch, they performed abysmally on the road. Uh, one, the one exception was in Boston for that fight for the one seed. So, and that was the game where LeBron like really turned it on, but everyone else wasn't playing that well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, home court, games one and two in Boston, and then if it does go past game four, we've got home court for five and seven. You know, the, how much does that affect Cleveland? And that they're, they're, they don't have a ton of rookies. They don't have a ton of like, shaken players or guys who might get a little bit shaken but do you think that affects them that that they don't have home court do you think it matters oh i think i think it matters to the fact that these other two series they came out and they were the better team in both series but when you come out on a team that you are much better than and then you jump out to a 2-0 lead i mean you know with ease pretty much then you you just you know the next game is like must win for the other team because if they lose that game they're toast Mm -hmm. um and you throw them right against the wall right away I think with the opportunity that the Celtics have, they could win a game. They could, you know, they could miraculously somehow win both games. But it, it's more the fact that instead of like Cleveland coming out and just, you know, being able to put the the you know put the put the pedal down at home and come out, you know, firing on all cylinders, you know, maybe maybe it's a lot tougher for them to take the first two games. Celtics fans, to me, and I agree believe that this is enough for the season i mean i i think everyone obviously would take a finals trip but i think everyone is i think we've all reached like we're, we're totally happy with what we've accomplished right. and i don't think anybody would complain even if we got swept um yeah i i, I would agree with that so i like and i said it at the beginning of the show this is the first time since early 80s that a team got the best record in their conference and also got the number one pick. Mm-hmm. We're in a great place right now. <laughs> like yeah. an insanely good place. Because we're like we're one of the last four teams standing. And we're the least talented of all those four teams. And we're about to get significantly better this summer. Yeah. I would assume. In maybe more way than one. Exactly. I mean, in, you know, maybe through the draft and free agency. So exactly. that's pretty wild. Predictions, series-wise, I think. I mean, it's it's uh, it's hard. It's it's like I think the Celtics. They at least they're gonna win a game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they win one of the first two games. Um, I, I think they give them a little bit of a run. I, I would say my thinking is probably Cavs in six. I think we can steal two games off them. I I, I hope I'm wrong and we go seven or win the series. But I I would say. I would be thrilled if we won two games. I uh, yeah, I would too. 
I was, but I, I'm sad because I said the Raptors would swipe a game. I said the Pacers would swipe a game. And they, they have not. And, right? you know, I, I've just been proven wrong both series. So up to this point, obviously the Cavs are still undefeated. So I uh, would love if the Celtics could take a game or two. I'd love it if it was the first game. Too. I would too. Just to, just to put them on their heels. Exactly. Yeah. Knock them on their heels. I was going to say that. Yeah. Take the, yeah. Well, if it does happen, it'll be here. Anything you're working on for Celtics life? Uh, no, but now that now that we have the number one pick, the possibilities are endless. So yeah, there's going to be tons of stuff up on that. Yeah. And like like we said, Justin's going to be all yeah. over the place with drafts. Draft. <laughs> what we can do with the pick, all those things. His crazy series of, of posts that he has. Uh, yeah, check out everything on the site. Also, check out our, our Paul Pierce pod that we put up. Justin and I recorded last week, kind of a tribute to the truth. You guys did a great job on that, by the way. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. Um, and obviously, check out the links at the top of CelticsLife.com. We have a huge variety of shirts and hoodies in our store. You can even get tickets to the next game under that heading, Eastern Conference Finals. It's going to be wild. You should go. And you can find the pod on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and most podcatcher apps. Make sure you subscribe so that you never miss any episodes. And if you like what you hear, be sure to raise five stars so that other people can see it. And you know, it just helps us out if if we get more visibility, and if you don't like something or you have a suggestion, make sure to let us know with a comment on any of our Celtics Life articles or tweet us with the hashtag CLPod or Celtics Life Pod or Celtics Life Podcast. We're trying to minimize it, make it look a little bit better. And we're always just trying to bring you guys the Celtics coverage that you want just the way you like it. And we are pumped. Number one pick. What's your hot take? I already gave mine. Bolts. That's your hot take? That's, that's the least hot take that I've <laughs> What do you mean a hot take? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> All right, fine. Have a, I think have we're a... keeping the pick. I think we're keeping the pick. We're drafting Fultz. I'm not going out on much of a limb saying that, but that's what I think. All right, fine. You know fun. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Later, guys. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.